0: Welcome to Doctor 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host Daring Alkaline and along with me are my fellow hosts Grandmasters Caster, Dragonrider and Mage Death. <laughs>
1: I don't know why, but for the first time in 126 episodes, I'm listening to your intro and I'm like, once you get to explosive growth, I'm feeling like there should be like sirens and bobs and stuff <laughs> going <out> on <front laughs> while you're doing that. I don't know why it just popped into my head right now, but that was what Explosion I was thinking. Explosive growth. <laughs> yes.
2: I, pew, I pew. Think- pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> right there. There you go. I think that's just meaning that Mage is is realizing that we need more sound effects. Yes. I mean who doesn't like you sound know. effects?
0: <laughs> I mean, I would have to find them and that requires effort above and beyond so (laughs) and i don't mind doing it for special occasions because i have put little riffs and and stuff in episodes before so yes
1: (laughs) there you go Uh, all right so now that i've derailed this why don't i talk about last week's poll question yes which was we 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 asked you after reviewing the mini set we wanted to know from you what class which class do you think Got the best set of cards. Uh, we had 13 votes, and I tricked you all that you were... If you were listening to the podcast, I listed Rogue as one of the actual options. But when I got to the poll, I started looking at the at the cards, and I thought, you know what? I think I should put Warrior as an option, so that way the people can vote directly for that. So I switched out Rogue and Warrior, and it's a good thing I did, because with 69.2% of the votes... Warrior was the winner for who, which class we thought got the best set of cards in the mini set. Druid got a 30.8%. Shaman got a 0%, and we did not have anybody pick other and tell us a different class. So it seems to be at almost a 70% clip that uh, that you all think it is Warrior that got the best cards in the mini set, and... If judging by my latter opponents since the mini set, there's been a few warriors, so you you are not the only ones. There sure have been,
2: so Yeah, just just a few. Just a few. Here just and there. One or two. Every, you know, most yeah. you know, most games.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I run into one about every game. So, you know, that's just, <laughs> just
1: just a few. One just about every game, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There you go.
0: Right, so that does it for... We'll have another poll question at the end of the show. Um, yes. So let's move into the news. Um, we got this news before recording. Balance patch coming next week, according to forum post. And this came from community no- manager Noam saying, Um, We will be making some card changes in a patch going out early next week. That we wanted to let you know about to give players time to prepare for a master's tour under city taking place November 19th through 21st so who here are the cards that are being changed we have razor main battleguard old it was a two three now it is a two two um do we want to talk about these as they're as we're going through them because that's that
1: yeah, is... we could we could do that. I, that that's a huge. Yeah, Battle the, the Battleguard is like the linchpin, uh, for for the uh, the taunt, the aggressive taunt druid that is that is really popular and really really powerful right now. It has been, uh, it's been the key card in that deck basically since it became a deck. Um, the the difference between three health and two health on massive. a two mana miniv is massive. There's a lot more things with with two attack and spells that do two damage for two mana that now kill this. And you know, there there used to be, you know, a lot less of that. When it's three health, you know, you're talking about like Warlocks uh life steal two mana spell. Drain soul. Or drain soul or the extortion from like say the quest rogue or something there lunar were
0: eclipse from uh yeah lunar
1: lunar eclipse would do it from from druid as well so there were a handful of options but the fact that you had a lot of times when you were playing battle card, you were putting a taunt in the way it wasn't a minion that was going to remove it it was going to have to be a spell or some sort of targeted battle cry that was going to remove this remove this minion And, uh, that suddenly becomes a lot easier when it's two health.
0: Yeah, Shiver, Shiver, their timbers removed it without a pirate, which is pretty massive. Yeah, that's the one I was gonna say, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a huge, 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 huge change. It makes it a lot less resilient early game, which is, um, bad for, (laughs) it's not good for, uh, taunt druid players, but, uh. If you're playing more of a control style of deck, this is probably you're probably like yes.
1: So yeah, you wanted you wanted that card as early in the game as possible so that you could start accruing the extra. You're basically this is your mana cheat for this deck. The fact that you were able to play a two mana two mana taunt um for free every turn until the thing was removed meant the suit you know you were coining this out on one and putting a putting putting a taunt out with it right away pretty much every time if you had the ability to do so and it just sort of snowballed from there and now you can't you you'll have to really consider doing that because it, it it's no guarantee that it's going to stay and, uh, you know, what is your what is your your next couple turns look like if you do that sort of play on turn one now post uh, this balance change?
0: Oh, also, I just thought about this as well. Uh, first flame and uh, ruined orb. So like mm-hmm. this just lines up with so much more removal that you can't throw this card out, like you said, and just be like, it's going to survive unless they can combo a brain freeze or, you know, unless they have their lunar eclipse and, you know, that's the chance you're taking. It's like, yeah, there's a lot more stuff that kills this now, and uh, I mean, it's still good against, like, board-based decks because the board-based decks fight on the board, but um, some of these slower and more comboy uh styles that relies on spells early on two damage lines up very well with uh the the razor main battle guard so i mean this is a yep. big hit for the deck you could prop i would imagine you can still play this deck after this balance change but this is a it's a it's knocked down a peg and they refer to this as a soft touch um i hope yeah. you i hope you hear my air quotes <laughs> so
1: yeah, we'll 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 go through Gallon's comments on these here in a mo in a moment. But yeah, my my initial thought was this is this is a, a pretty big change because the the deck really does re- need that manage cheating that it does in the early game with the Razor main battle card. And if it's if that card can be more easily removed, it's going to be a lot harder for it to to do that mana cheating to get that board to be able to. Uh, You know, something like Arbor Up on turn five.
0: Yep. All right. So next we move to Arcanist Dawngrass. Uh, the Mage Quest Final Reward. Um. So instead of giving you three spell damage for the rest of the game, it is now two spell damage for the rest of the game. So it is your Imprisoned Phoenix, your Guild Trader, your Egwin. You know, so it's that's I, I think it's a big hit um but it also so it kind of limits um their ability to just kill you from hand um in like a single turn it's still going to be a good deck it's still going to be playable um i think you're just going to have to be a little bit more conscientious with your damage and like it you can still kill from hand in one turn don't get me wrong that's not what this is gonna this will still happen it'll just be harder for it to happen i think this is i i mean if you're going to call something a soft you know we'll get to galaxy co- content uh but like this feels more like a soft nerf like it doesn't stop what it's going to do and I'm sure they've done the math and the breakpoints with this card. So I feel like this is probably a well-placed nerf that um doesn't take away from the from the quest reward.
1: Yeah, I f- I feel like the biggest difference that you're going to feel with this change is going to be how effective your removal cards are. Yeah. Host completion because if you think about it like first flame was doing five damage for one mana uh you could do six damage aoe with with uh fire sale those are now one less and suddenly you know doing four damage on you know some of those mid-game threats that your opponent might be playing to try and stop you from being able to play your arcanist uh you know you you might have been by, been able to get by with using just one first flame, and then you know using a first flame on one target, using a first flame on another target. Now that might not even kill the minion, and you'll have to figure out how to do things that way. and And the other thing is um, the card draw on cram session. You're going to lose yep. one yep. card draw card off of cram session as well, which which is going to be. you're going to feel it when you're when you're trying to find those ignites near the end of the game to try and do that single turn kill um in addition to obviously the damage that just you're able to push towards the opponent's face but i i i feel like the 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 card draw aspect of it and then the removal that you're that you'll have left to try and deal with the board until you can find the the damage from hand that's where you're going to see this and feel this change the most
2: Yep, I, <laughs> that was the point I was going to make. Anybody that has listened to me talk on this show knows card draw. For me, it's the freaking card draw. So that was definitely, even just one card draw makes a difference, I feel like. So not being able, especially because, again, like you, uh, Daring made the point about the damage for one mana. Well, same thing, if they've played, you know, I, I feel like I almost always see them playing, the card draw for one mana like that it feels pretty common to me sometimes they play for two because they didn't find any of the discounts sometimes they find a lot of discount right they get both and they play it for zero but most often i think it ends up being one and it's like one for four cards it's like In addition to that mana is where we'll definitely, I think not only for the mage players, but I think on the other side of the board, when you see them draw, it's a little bit less chance they're going to draw into those ignites or draw into that fireballs, you know, the fireballs and yeah, I I like this change a lot because I, I agree. I think it's still going to be good. It's still going to be playable without it feeling too over the top. I think people will actually be able to play against it without just <laughs> quitting on the like the second turn. And,
0: like, so I've played a lot of Mage, and especially in, the, like, the mid-game before quest completion, you're generally pretty happy taking a... If you get an Imprisoned phoenix or you get a Guild Trader on the board, and you have a... Um, the cram session in hand you're pretty happy drawing three cards so where it is less and it's a little bit less ridiculous it still feels like it's going to be okay now this is us talking before it gets implemented the meta will shift after that so we'll see if that's the case but um on the surface it feels okay um So, and then let's go to our final one, Garote. So, it used to do two damage and shuffle three bleeds into your deck. Now it does two damage and shuffles two bleeds into your deck. So, that's pretty significant. You all of a sudden now are... (laughs) Ah, wow, that's just crazy. Like, it takes... Um, one additional bleed, so you get go from six bleeds you can put in your deck to four, which is you know on average I think I've been playing some Garrote Rogue. You aim for the plus two spell damage on most matchups because they generally don't get above thirty, and you're talking thirty-two damage with plus two spell damage. Now you need plus three spell damage to get 30 and that's a much bigger ask for that deck to consistently pull down plus three spell damage it's possible it can happen but oh this does not feel good for rogue and i know probably a lot of people are happy about this but yeah it definitely this definitely takes it down a peg
1: So uh, I was, I was watching Jay Alexander and he says the deck's dead. That what you're, what you're ask what you're asking be because it completely changes how you have to play this game, play your game. And you're, you're not as able to use um, the uh, arc, the arcanist uh, that does one that does one damage and gives you plus one spell damage. You can't use that for card draw with the field contact anymore because you need that extra spell damage and and just yeah it, there is so many times where it, i i i am not good enough to play this deck and, and like i but watching us uh, you know the they did a show match yesterday between uh fury hunter and Jay Alexander playing this head to head best of nine and fury hunter did end up winning winning uh uh, getting getting to five wins first but it was just amazing some of the like hail Mary I'm going to throw as throw the the bleeds into the deck and I'm gonna hope I don't hit say maybe that one card that isn't a bleed in there because I know my opponent can do the thing to me and will have lethal next turn and they were routinely doing this on turn six and turn seven and you're just you're not going to be able to do that now because, because the, the amount of damage that the Garotes and the bleeds do just it, 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 he, he is saying it takes a three card combo and makes it a five card combo. And, 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 you know, it's the groats and it's the spell damage and they have to all be kind of in your hand at the end of the game in order for you to be able to do this. And, and I just, I have a hard time believing you're going to be able to hold on to those cards for that long. Specifically the spell damage cards in order for you to be able to do this.
0: Yeah, I would. I 100% agree that the deck's dead. Like, that's just too much to ask from it.
2: Yeah, it's just not going to be doing the same thing it was before, which... Yeah, it's not going to be enough because often you needed all six... There might be some cases where you don't and you can pull it off and be like, oh, look, it's still there. But I I think more than not, you needed five or six of the bleeds plus all the spell damage to get there. And if you're capped at that four, I I don't see it right now, but I'm sure this will cause people to shift over to a different uh, type of rogue. But <laughs> we'll see yeah, on the- that. I, I don't know.
1: I mean, so so I think the incarnation of Garrett Rogue that we know now is dead. the the one that doesn't really actually try to do damage to your opponent. It's the the minion damage that you do with that deck seems more incidental than anything. You're just using it to control the board, uh, control the board from the standpoint of not taking too much damage, control the board, and draw through your deck as quickly as possible. And try and set up a situation where you can do your combo at the end end of the game, and there might be a, like I, I know that there was there was a weapon rogue that was using garrots. There was uh, a, you know some initial uh, things right after the the mini set hit where people were trying pirates with. With a weapon and maybe some garrots could be in there as well, but you're you're going to need a lot. You're going to need more minion damage, basically, is what it all comes down to. The the garrots by themselves, along with some spell damage, I think, is not just it's it's not going to be enough to get you there anymore.
0: Yeah, it feels like the garot will still be a playable card. So like just the the concept of the like OTK garot combo is going to be gone because there's no, like we keep saying, there's there's not a uh, real feasible way to, to get that combo to hit, but I feel like Tempo Rogue could play it. I feel like, um you know, if you're playing another, like, Weapon Rogue plays it and they don't try to combo, it's just, it was just six damage in your deck. So it's essentially uh uh right now it turns into a two mana fireball where you have to draw the other two the other four damage out of the out of your deck which is right okay that's like not the worst thing in the world it's not amazing um it's just it's fine right yeah
1: i mean rogue has in the past had to uh Had to work on a miracle to pull something from their deck or out of thin air to win games. And, And that's more of what this kind of feels like. It's just going to be that incidental. Maybe there's some additional damage that's in my deck that I need to find in order to get lethal.
0: Yeah, so it is what it is and we'll see how things turn out. So let's move on to our next news item. Um. We, oh, it's a gauss. Gall- n- we're not done. Yes. We're oh, n- we're
1: not we're, we're there's yes. also another card. There's a, car- a priest card is getting buffed daring.
0: Yes. Why did I forget about this? And I'm looking renew. It's back to one. <laughs> yes. Remember remember the strife of renew at one and the the the, the, the masses rejoiced when they got Renew cost two. Well, that is, uh, we're going back to the olden times of a one cost renew. <laughs> I, but
2: no Alucia. No. So...
0: Yeah, no Alucia. So maybe it's okay. I think that's, I think that's fine with uh, no Alucia. In, in all honesty, I think that's a definitely a good thing for the game. Like, or at least for a Priest, you know. Priestess has needed something um and they've just been lacking so it's good to see it's good to see that um the the healing come back because even though you were still playing a lot of decks were still playing renew if you were not playing shadow priest obviously um like you would pick it, sometimes you'd put it in your deck, but now this will 100% slot back in, and I think make, uh, especially that Resurrect Priest that's going around, that like Res Priest, will make it a much more viable archetype, because all of a sudden, Palm Reading discounts it back down to zero. Like, it just becomes... It's. I think that one's. I think that one. I'm excited about because I think that'll give me more incentive to play priest.
1: It it also I think helps. It could potentially help with the uh, with the quest priest as well. Not not because you need to play a a one cost thing, but just because it'll cheaply help you to stay healthy long enough to get further through the quest and you know a one mana renew works a lot better with zarella than a two mana renew does and things like that as well so uh i it's definitely an improvement it's the question is is whether or not it priest is is this enough to help priest get 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 more back into the uh into the meta like they maybe not quite to where they were when they were when we were playing Shadow Priest, but um, you know more than more than they are currently, which is not very much.
0: You have any insight in uh, Renew Dragon Rider?
2: <laughs> my comment is just: there's no Illusion anymore, so I think this is fine to go back to one. <laughs> like that's it. It's, I I think it'll it'll be fine? It just kind of brings. Brings priest maybe back up a little bit in power level, and I, I think that's okay.
0: I'm I'm excited about that. I don't know how I like. I read it, and then I was going to um, uh, the next com or uh, Gallon's comments. So I apologize for that. So speaking of Gallon's comment on nerfs, uh, first off, Garou, a fairly soft nerf to one of the better decks at high levels of play. This is now requires. 3 spell damage, up from 2 if you wanted to deal 30 from hand. Also opens up armor gain to be more effective of a counter. Then we have Arcanist Grasp. Mainly a change looked at opening up more room for slower strategies in the meta. Razor Main Battleguard. Going down a health here will allow for more early game answers to the, for the opponent. A fairly soft change to the Taunt Druid, and will continue to monitor Taunt Druid to see if any other changes will be need- needed. And then Renew. Solo Priest decks are underperforming compared to the rest of the field, and reverting this nerf should add a bit more power back to these strategies. So... Very cool. I like this a lot.
1: I am. I, I, I'm curious what 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 uh, what would be considered a big change then. If, if these are soft changes, um I, I'm curious. I'm curious what a big change would look like.
0: Can can we get Alusha back and just make her a holy spell?
2: <laughs> no. All right. Sorry. That's the end of the episode. All right. We're <laughs> no. Gone. No. Bear with me. <laughs>
0: Alusha as a holy spell. So she doesn't she can't go into Shadow Priest. Okay. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
2: I don't, I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know. It, it still feels too soon. <laughs> it still feels too soon. I know.
0: My heart <laughs> Maybe is, in
2: like two years. My heart
0: <laughs> my heart is it. retching for control priest and their recent loss of Mindrender Lucia. Um <laughs> Shadow Shadow uh Shadow Priest can go play in traffic, but you know, <laughs>
2: tell us how you really feel goodness
0: (laughs) (laughs) there we go all right um two new edwin bundles available in the shop uh edwin hero set includes hero portrait and card back for ten dollars edwin 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 bundle includes hero portrait card back edwin defies kingpin mercenary and stonemason portrait kingpin edwin battleground skin for 15 bucks sorry i that kind of ran together so you get a mercenary the portrait and then you get the uh edwin uh kingpin edwin skin for battlegrounds as well i'm sorry that kind of ran together
1: yeah no it's that's that's how it should be written but it's yeah there's there's like basically you get edwin everywhere you get edwin uh,
0: edwin edwin Edwin,
1: Edwin, yes, Edwin, Edwin, yes. So, so you get the mercenary plus its gold card, plus the gold portrait, and then you get the the car, the card back and the hero portrait for constructed, and then you get the battleground skin. All that for fifteen dollars, which uh, it was. They they did something cool with like if you see it. Uh, you've probably, uh, if you go to any of the the main Hearthstone sites, you've probably seen they data mined it a week ago. But it's Edwin on a on a ship, and he's got these big kind of like scimitar type saber sword things, and they they change the the hero power uh, animation. So when you click the dagger, it actually does these like sword. Uh, sword outline over top of it rather than than just the standard thing that it did uh when when you're using valera or any of the other rogue uh heroes which which looks kind of cool as well
0: yeah so i i think it, i think it's cool my only disappointment is that we've never gotten the card of the boss i don't remember it was the ogre boss and the dead mines. The line that sticks out with me the most is, Van Cleef, pay big for your head. Like that line, that boss fight, like that. I want that minion in Hearthstone. I want to hear that voice line.
2: Oh my gosh. I completely forgot about that. Yes, you need that. You <laughs> I, don't, need that. I, would
1: love I don't care
0: if it's terrible. I'm playing it on the ladder. <laughs> ah, So, okay. Enough talk about our boy Edwin. Book of Mercenaries: Cariole Rome is now available. Completing all eight chapters of the adventure will reward you with a free Paladin card pack, which contains cards from the standard set. Okay, so that's the news, Dragon Rider. It's been a few weeks. What do we have for tournaments?
2: Yes, we actually have a few uh, kind of big things going on. So. This coming weekend, which is that will actually, it kind of starts during the week. I don't know. It, it's a weird thing, and it's overnights for many of us in the in the US. But the global invitational that I've mentioned before uh, is happening very very soon, the November tenth through the fourteenth, and this is constructed battlegrounds and mercenaries, and it is. Uh, they actually have invited players from. Basically, they're creating four regions. They have China, Americas, Europe, and then Asia Pacific. Uh, So they have these invited players from all of those three uh, formats, all those three modes. Going to be pretty crazy. There's like a whole schedule. Um, But it is being streamed on both Twitch and YouTube. So not just YouTube, on Twitch as well. Uh, That's going to be, the broadcast should be starting at 7 p.m. Pacific every day, like every night. So many of us, again, in in like the U.S. and stuff, will probably have to catch some of the VODs if we want to watch that, or at least we can watch like maybe a little bit of the beginning or or a little bit of the end, depending on where we're at, what our day looks like. But uh, that should be pretty exciting. Also, like, I love the mix of invited players um they have i feel like they have a really good diverse player base you know lots of women invited minorities invited again it's three different formats so you know it's it's going to be epic i'm so excited for it um plus you know it's it looks like it's mostly kind of uh going to be held for the chinese region i guess like everything that's that's kind of the global thing generally is more of that chinese based and they have like the best freaking tournaments they do so <laughs> much their tournaments are so good seriously so i'm like yes this is gonna be amazing uh but again it's gonna be streamed on on the main twitch and and youtube so that's exciting uh and then next weekend November 19th through 21st. Just like we mentioned, that's kind of the reason why they announced those changes coming up. Uh, We have master's tour under city, which is going to be on YouTube. And that should be, I believe starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time each day. Uh, But I'm pretty excited. This is going to be the last master's tour for this year. Uh, So, and, you know, I, I've been seeing also a lot of people on Twitter posting, you know, we're getting the screenshots of like the, the email saying, you know, welcome to the Masters Tour. And I'm seeing a lot of kind of new names, too. So ooh, I, I love when we get a good mix of like well-known players and new players. And so I'm really excited to, uh, to see some new, new competitors in there. And I, I don't know how I feel about the changes coming, like, several days before the Masters tour. Sometimes that's exciting. Sometimes that's yeah, not. It depends on where you're at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, I don't know how to say I've, I've like...
1: seen some comments, <laughs> of, like, uh, I think it was Orange that basically is like, well, I get to start over now in my in my prep. Because, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, these changes are big enough that it, it, it could completely change what people bring and and what you would need to ban and that sort of thing. So
2: Yeah. And I yeah. mean, you know, there's there's always this debate for things like this where, you know, especially with something like the Masters Tour where there's a greater number of people from all sorts of backgrounds competing, you know, the people like the Grandmasters that might get to do this full time and they have this this, you know, all the time. They can practice as much as they want versus somebody who maybe has a full-time job or has to take the day off of work to play, you know, or something like that. Like they might not have as much time to prep. And then those changes coming in just gives them even less time. So it's always really interesting because it's like, you really get to see who adapts the quickest, you know, who maybe puts in more time or maybe reads the meta in different ways. So it's definitely going to be one to watch, and again, this is the last uh, Masters Tour for the year, so it's pretty exciting. Hopefully, sometime I'd imagine like between the the Undercity and Worlds, which is in mid December, maybe we'll get news on next year. There was posts about um, saying you know that they're they're already working on everything for next year for twenty twenty two, so maybe. Hopefully we'll get we'll get something, but you know this is I, I'm I'm excited for all the big tournaments going on right now, and I again I I'm kind of on the fence how I feel about changes going in during that, but it's gonna be crazy. Also, my birthday is this Friday, so uh, you know, like bunch of tournaments yeah, my birthday. <laughs> That's exciting.
0: That's very gonna, exciting.
2: Yeah. I could just use that as an excuse, right? On, like, Friday night, be like, I don't want to do anything except watch Hearthstone Global Invitational. It's my birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Who needs sleep? Nah. I'll be turning even older than I am now, so, you know, <laughs> I'll be sleeping. <laughs> it is how that works, unfortunately. Start. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Dang it. Oh, time. Clock, clock's tick forward. <laughs> it's uh, It's
0: unfortunate, but...
2: Yes. But uh, you know, we got those and then I don't I don't know. I think that's kind of the last big stuff before uh the the world championship in mid-December. So our at least big tournament stuff might be kind of uh kind of dipping again after this. But if there is something really that we need to talk about, then I will make sure that uh we mention it in the coming weeks. But for now, that is that's all we've got. Yeah,
0: I I super love the master tours are very bright spots for me in between grandmasters, so like I'm looking forward to the the master tour and I'll probably end up watching a lot of vods of the invitational, so All right, so what are we going to talk about for a main topic? And we all kind of got together and was like, let's just talk about the meta, since it's a week old. Literally. I think I had played like maybe like five games when we started last week, and uh, not everyone had played a lot since the uh, Deadmines came out. And now we have a week into it, so... Well... The first note we have here is Druid, best class post-nerf. <laughs> uh, what, what do you guys think about that? Do you feel like Druid is still going to be the best class after this nerf?
1: <laughs> well, I, I, so I say Druid, best class post-nerf because I think it is right now specifically taunt druid is is i think the the head and shoulders best deck and 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 it's not surprising really i mean if you think about it the deck was pretty good before the mini set came in they got a really good card in druid of the reef and turns out a really good card into an already pretty good deck works really well so uh you look at vicious syndicates report you know their early insights as well as their live report taunt druid across the board the the best deck at, at all ranks and it's it's not particularly close so it's so it's not actually a surprise that they're getting uh getting a nerf but we we saw we so we see druid but we all um, taught druid but we also saw i like i don't know about you but i've seen a fair number of of like celestial druids and anaconda anaconda celestial druids post uh, post-mini uh, set as well. So uh, a lot of people seem to flock to Druid after after the mini set went live.
2: I've seen a couple of Guardian animal Druids, too.
1: So one today, too! Yeah. I was yeah. like, Whoa. where did like, this come from? Yeah, yeah,
2: they played it, and I was like, no way. I, 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 I think it was yesterday on stream, and I was watching them play some ramp, and, and I was like, there's no way they... And it was like turn seven, so I was like, "There's no way they just go like, innervate guardian animals, right?" And then guess what? Innervate into the <laughs> top decked guardian animals. I was like, "Okay, this is a thing again." What? And it was like, "This is really bad for me." I think I was playing uh, the the quest warrior, the more aggressive one, but I was like, "Well, hmm." and then yep sure enough there's brooms and they get to buff stuff they ramp i was like huh you know if they don't just get run over by a really aggressive start it seems like like it could be pretty good again
1: yeah i was i was lucky i was playing taunt druid and i had managed to just get down my my uh gray bow and, and so they guardian animals didn't into double thrasher, but the first thrasher went into the into the grave and didn't kill anything else. So it, it ended up working out okay. But yeah, I was shocked when, when Guardian Animals got played.
0: I feel like I feel like yes, I agree with you that um it can be really good, but there's also a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of aggressive stuff out there, especially with war warrior. Warrior can be very aggressive, so it's hard for uh, a druid that doesn't do anything <laughs> for the first couple turns to really find its footing. So I get it. I get it. I, I, I was playing um, Celestial uh, OTK Smite Druid. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to pilot and it's, it's, there's a lot of tough matches out there. So, but I think Taunt Druid is going, still going to be very, very good after this. Um, is it going to be the best deck in the game? Maybe not, but it's still going to be extremely playable. I, I guarantee you that much. I promise you that much. You'll still be able to play Taunt Druid um so lots of pirates mostly in warrior (laughs) and and is there a round table discussion on this that we're just like yes but warlock also has a pirate (laughs) and that's it's seeing play to be fair that that is seeing play as it's getting pulled off the uh the juggernaut but drew war or uh Warlocks actually playing that removal, the two one, uh, pirate. So I'm actually pretty impressed by that. So,
1: yeah, I think to nobody's surprise, I've you be everyone seen a lot of Quest Warrior since since the mini set dropped. They got they got some good cards. They already had a pretty good pretty good uh, Quest deck to begin with. It fit. There's Feels like most of the games that I played uh, have been a, a more aggressive uh, pirate deck as opposed to more of a control quest pirate deck, which which was a little bit more of a thing pre pre mini set. Now it now it feels like everybody's kind of on that more aggressive uh, uh, game plan. Um, but yeah, it, it it's not not surprising that a that a mini set full of pirates. In addition to a quest that wanted to you to play pirates, and a recently buffed couple pirates, meant that we're seeing a lot of pirates post post mini set.
0: That's a lot of pirates, Dragon. Yeah how do you yeah. how do you feel about your recent incursion with pirates?
2: It's it's fun, but it also I don't like I don't know. Just looking at my uh, deck tracker, I have a slightly positive win rate, but to me, this deck has felt like it's been real patchy. Like, when I was hitting other warriors, I played today. Just today, five and one versus other warriors. Okay, feels good. And then when I hit all the mages, I went two and four. And it's like, hmm... I don't know, which I I think is good, right? Like, we want balance like that in the meta, but I'm also thinking this might get slightly better after the changes that we talked about with Mage. Slightly less draw, a little bit less spell damage, because I do feel like a lot of the games I had with, with Pirate Warrior specifically felt really close. So after I saw that today, I... I am a little bit worried. Maybe not worried is the word, but curious to see how much better Pirate Warrior might actually get in a week after we see these changes. Um, so I I would not be surprised to see even more of it um, on the ladder next week or even in like the Master Store. Um, we'll see. They got some good stuff, though. Uh, our p- people in the poll said it too, right? There's, there were some good uh, warrior cards in the in the mini set. You know, a one mana two two is pretty sweet. Pretty as well as, sweet. You know, yeah. I think uh, was it before we were recording? You were talking about cannoneer. Yes, yes. I was like, talking about cannoneer
0: yeah. being ridiculous. It is the radonk.
1: <laughs> hey, so so I I have have been and continue to be a fan of 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 pirate warrior and i like to i like the fact that it is a deck that is ladder viable right now it is definitely not the most powerful deck there are definitely decks uh and strategies that you can play that will counter it uh i i think if you kind of uh the, the the thing when you're playing it as an opponent that I like is the fact that I know exactly what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and I know what my opponent is going to be trying to do. And so you can kind of set up it allows you to because uh, it, you know and the the term linear gets used when you talk about this but because we know what the opponent is trying to do they're trying to play pirates and i know the pirates they're trying to play and what they're capable of and i know how the quest rewards interact with those i can pretty much set up a game plan that allows me to put myself in the best possible counter spot to them right like i know what weapons they're potentially running so i know how to set up my my pirates or my board so that they don't get as much value out of the weapon or i i save uh you know certain removal spells so till they play a, a captain or something like that those sorts of things that uh uh you know that you can you can set yourself up for some success and i and i i i think that if you're a good pirate warrior player, you can put yourself in, in a situation to succeed, with especially with the inevitability that Juggernaut has. But it also it it it's got enough, or you as the opponent have enough counterplay that you can. Potentially put yourself in a winning spot, uh, you know, save for a random Mister Smite off of off of the Juggernaut or something like that. But so I, I like the fact that this is a deck, and I like the fact that it's not an OP, please nerf sort of deck. And I'm very curious to see where it where it sits uh, next week after these nerfs get implemented.
0: It really should be interesting to see where where we are sitting after the nurse next week so i i'm super inv- I, I think these um the mini set has been very interesting and i've kind of been digging the meta that popped up after you know especially the pirates i i was giving warrior a little bit flack before we started recording but um speaking of pirates mr smite there's been some early cries <laughs> for him to be nerfed how do you feel about a nerf nerfing a Mister Smite? This Thank
1: is you. Alex Straza all over again. <laughs> this is this is literally Alex Straza all over again. This is the card that you end up getting hit in the face, and then your face explodes. So it needs to be nerfed, and it needs to be nerfed now. Uh, it, it's I I I, I don't understand (laughs) like Alex Strauss was actually better than this in in my estimation because it could go over taunts and things like that it didn't trigger you know things like ice barrier or different things like that and so I I just I don't get it Uh, other than the fact that it's just this is the last card I saw before my face blew up I have no re no idea why people are, are want this card nerfed I, I honestly just do not, and and think it's dumb that people are already asking. We're we're already asking for nerfs of this card,
0: Dragon Rider. Yeah. How do you feel?
2: I I think it's fine. Like I could see, to me, if they were to make a change to it, I could see them just removing the pirate tag off of himself, so that he still gives other things. But I I think he's fine. Like. I, I don't know i I haven't had a problem with him i I definitely am one of the people that I don't like playing against all the decks that can deal twenty five thirty damage from hand or something like that, you know, or with you know those huge burst damage decks. I would rather just fight on board like Mr Smite does <laughs> so yeah I don't know i i I think he's fine. I think it also creates a little bit of a race. Um, He's not so early that you can play him. Like, I don't, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this. Like I like his cost, I guess, because I think it creates a point in the game where if you're just playing him for six, I think we're actually in a spot where you're realistically, you're not closing out the game with just him by himself right there i it doesn't it hasn't felt that way to me. I don't feel like I've really seen many games where it's just okay cool, I've gotten my opponent down to exactly six and I can hit just with him himself. It's you have to hit with him and your weapon or him and your other pirate that you have from your hand or the other pirate you got from juggernaut or something like that so to to me, I think it feels fine. It's early enough in the game you can kind of do it and and put on pressure to try to combat. Some of the other little bit slower decks, but I don't know. I I think it's just, he's been fine. He's good. But I don't think he's like so crazy that we need to, to nerf him or get rid of him.
0: I agree. 1 billion percent. (laughs) I don't see like, it's a very good card. Um, it can be very versatile. It can be used in a lot of different places. I don't think this card is busted. So I, uh, I do not want to see Mister Smite touched. I feel like he's he's fair costed, and he costs six. So like, unless you already have minions on the board, how many, how much are you really realistically adding to the pile on from Mister Smite? Unless you buff him up, or you're doing something like super crazy, like Rogue, um, with their weapon where they're trying to buff up the South Sea, uh corsair or is it what's really yeah
1: it is really the card that you can most abuse mr smite with because you give that pirate charge and it gets two damage it's two attack plus whatever weapon additional attack that it gets and but i mean you have to have a weapon on for it to give that additional attack anyway so it's like i i I don't know, it just, it. it's like a four-card combo then at that point, and yeah. you would have had to, and it's like, and you would have had to do it over two turns, and it's like, if you did that, hey, guess what? You should win the game, potentially, because, <laughs> you know... We have combo decks that ask you to do less than... We've had combo decks that have asked you to do less than that. And I mean... Or maybe that much, and, so... And that rogue deck
0: is just all card draw and weapon poisons. like, so... Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, if that's how you want to build your deck. I've seen plenty of times, um, supposedly, they cannot draw their weapon supposedly i'm yet to have seen that (laughs) personally but apparently they cannot draw their weapon that's something that can happen which their strategy falls apart so um it's definitely a uh something that can can in fact happen and uh so i i think i think he's pretty fair so our next point face hunter likes a doggy biscuit hmm i've seen it popping up it seems pretty good i thought it would be um a middling of the road kind of card like i feel like it does what it does um very efficiently so i think it's cool to see that card um uh actually get some traction right like it's a, it's definitely a cool card and, um, to see it, uh, actually getting off the ground and like hunters are embracing it and it seems good in in face hunters. So I know dragon Rider, you were, you were a big fan of doggy biscuit, um, in our set review last week. How do you feel about it
2: now? Yeah, I was, I actually was trying it out today um in face hunter and yeah it it feels pretty good um it's it feels flexible i think i can't remember i got to use it i used it each way like a couple of times so it felt really great to just be able to be like eh, okay i'm going to play out a single minion and then I'll trade it off to give that specific minion rush and then I'll use whatever else I have in my hand, you know, to, to work with that. Or, hey, I got this uh, this early minion. I'm going to buff it up. Hey, look, I've got a one mana 6-6 six, six on board that's hitting face. That feels pretty good. Yeah. You know, that- so it, it feels flexible, which I think is where we're going to start to see it. I've also heard people talking about, uh, somebody was talking about a farmer hunter, that they've been playing they got to legend with a farmer hunter deck which i think also uses it so they're they're kind of using it to create like combos and and buff things up so hmm, i don't know
1: interesting it i i like i like doggy biscuit far as in, in face hunter specifically because like there is a lot of small minions that you can that you end up creating uh in the game a lot of one ones uh you know to basically one ones and suddenly a one one that's a can get buffed into a three four suddenly ends up being a lot more kind of damage and and you do need you do need uh chip damage to kind of help get you to the point where you can can win games. And the interesting thing is, so like I'm looking at like the most popular list on HS replay and it's got arcane anomaly in it as well. That is the, if you've forgotten, it is a one mana two one elemental that says after you cast a spell, give this minion plus one health. So you can, if you put a doggy biscuit on this thing, it ends up being a four or five, a chewing Yeti uh, for three mana. And, uh, that seems, that seems pretty solid. Yeah. That seems, seems, you know, if you're just trying to hit face a couple times so that you're, so that your spells and your trampling rhinos can finish, finish off the opponent, that, that seems pretty, seems pretty good. And, uh, you know, Doggy Biscuit, if you don't have a minion that you want to, to put that on right away, it you can trade it. You can put it back in the deck and try and find a minion that you would want to do- doggy biscuit or, or, or find something better to potentially get that, get that lethal. So I, I, I'm pleasantly surprised at how good uh, doggy biscuit has been in the early, in the early stages of this mini set.
0: Okay. And then we have, quest mage still quest maging well we'll see (laughs) we'll see how long that continues after next week but um i mean yeah quest mage still feels poised to be a very legitimate deck in the meta right now um a lot of board-based strategies and it can definitely counteract those so um I, I don't think I'm seeing anything groundbreaking when I say Quest Mage gonna quest. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, it, it's and and there doesn't appear to be anything new with the deck. I we we thought that maybe that uh, anomaly card would find find a spot in it, but the the games that I've played against Quest Mage had there had there I have not seen that new the the five mana. Do eight damage and then anything over you create a minion for.
0: Oh, I I got to play it in Quest Mage, but I discovered it off Runic Orb.
1: Discovered it. And
0: yeah. that was after yeah. quest, so I got a ten ten.
2: <laughs> I hit something <laughs> I hit
0: something with one health and it generated a ten ten, so it was pretty nice.
2: Wow. Yeah, gross.
0: Yeah, there was a concede yeah. right after that.
2: I bet, I bet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I think I would say mage still magin and rogue still rogan is kind of uh you know <laughs> how it's going the, right now.
1: the The only thing I will say is there does seem to be some people talking about multicaster, the four mana three four pirate from the new mini set. Yeah, I... that's battle cry says draw a card for each different spell school you've cast this game. <laughs> there, th- I. I, again, I think it was Orange that was talking about Multicaster being in the deck and being that being actually a really really nice card in the deck. So, um, so there might be some innovation in that deck uh, still that actually does mean minions. But uh, yeah, we we've got a balance change to that deck coming next week. So who knows what that looks like after that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, I saw Tricaster today in Quest Shaman. And I've seen it other places too. So uh, I guess we underestimated the just a three four that draws you a card for three. Was it three? Is it?
1: uh it's a four mana three.
0: card. Yeah, that yeah, still seems.
1: I I yeah, I've seen it in quest in quest shaman. I've seen that there because you can you potentially have a nature spell and a fire spell. That you can Oi. you can draw, yeah, uh, because of what you've been playing.
0: It makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, I I definitely think quest shaman needs the draw, so they appreciate that, and they're already playing that stuff, right? So it's it's not even like it's that crazy of an ask to to put that in.
1: Yeah.
0: So then we have paladin underplayed for its strength. That seems accurate. Paladin seems very strong. Still, the the pirate or the parrot is just phenomenal. You can do a lot of nutty stuff with the parrot. Um, so.
1: blessing of authority. <laughs> yeah, and then and then playing the parrot afterwards. Oh, that feels yeah. so good. And then if you've buffed the parrot at all because of the uh, because of the three mana two two. Oh my gosh, that is just. There's nothing like paying like 4 mana for like a 12 14 parrot uh on like turn 6.
0: Yeah, that seems yeah. particularly good.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting cuz I actually I feel like I've been seeing a decent amount of paladin. Um so I don't know. I I don't know if it's kind of just right in the middle. But I feel like I've actually been seeing an, an okay amount. I've been seeing kind of a mix of buff paladins and Libram paladins. so I, I don't know i've been those are the two main ones that I've been seeing. Uh, I did try yeah. some of the uh glees list that you were I think were we recording when you were talking about that major? Was that before we started recording? No, I think that was I okay. think that
1: was before we started recording.
2: Yes, because we were I talking about it. That. We were
1: talk, we were yeah. talking about it on your stream <laughs> as well. You you had played it on stream. I had played it uh, yeah. myself, and and you know, as one of the first decks post mini set, and yeah, the squawker in that deck felt really, really nice.
2: Yeah, because the the thing with that deck was it starts off with a lot of like the low curve stealth minions and then you play the buffs or like you have something stealth, then that's where you, you know, you hit the stealth minion with that blessing of authority. You can keep it stealthed and then play the, uh, the battleground battlemaster and all of a sudden swing for a bunch of damage, or you can follow up with the squawker after you've gotten that blessing of authority out. And it definitely seems flexible. Um, but it does seem like it's, it's still weak to some stuff, but I, I don't know. I, I'm curious if after these changes, if the meta gets a little bit more aggressive and people try to rely more on, like, the healing or if there's less removal again. Like, if people take out Barov or something from Warrior, that deck gets a little better because Mm -hmm. they don't have to worry about, like, Bearov Rancor or Bearov easily clearing stuff. Um, Cannoneers are pretty detrimental to those stealth minions too, I found out. Yes, games in a row they are (laughs) so so uh yeah that didn't feel so great after that i was kind of like oh i don't want to play this paladin anymore so (laughs) that that could be factoring in a little bit so maybe maybe paladin at least that version of paladin actually sees even less play after if if warrior gets more popular um after the changes but it's so hard to predict these metas, you know, we can try as hard as we can to to predict and, and, you know, say what we expect, but I feel like there's always something that kind of comes out of the left field that none of us, you know, think of. So I'm, I'm intrigued.
1: Yeah. I think, I think Paladin's kind of a, a a sleeper class right now. I don't, I don't think people look at it, as being like, oh, this is the deck that, or you know, this is the class that I want to play right now. But I still think it's really strong, and you've got some options as to, you know, do you want to do librums? Do you want to do, you know, hand buff? Do you want to do some sort of secret package? You've got you've got a lot of options there, and 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 they all seem to be pretty solid uh, as far as leveling. It's just the question of, you know. How do do they all respond to a changing meta?
0: Yeah, that's definitely an interesting question. Um, And finally, more Quest Warlock coming. I feel like I've seen a decent amount as is right now. So yes, I would imagine more Quest Warlock is in fact on its way. So I could see that being a thing... In the very near future, what about you guys?
2: Yeah, I've, I I feel like I've seen both. Like I've seen both handlock and I've seen people switching back to like the the zoo style warlock, uh, with like the matrons and stuff. So it's kind of interesting. But I do think the the handlock version with the oh my gosh, I cannot remember its name. But like you said, it's the 2-1. I mean, you're already doing damage to yourself. What's a one-mana, you know, usually five-damage removal? Seems pretty good.
1: Shadowblade Slinger is the name of the one-mana 2-1 pirate that says, when you've taken damage this turn, deal that much to an enemy minion. So, yeah, there's been initially some uh suggestions based on the 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 balance changes coming next week that 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 suddenly quest warlock seems like it might be in a lot better a lot better spot but yeah I've I've seen a fair number of of quest warlocks uh post mini set um they they seem to have some solid win rates and they have got a, a new card that can help them control the the early games, so they don't get completely run over as they try and uh, get their deck down and get their quest going, uh, so that they can get uh, get to their win condition.
0: Yeah, I I I think that Shadow Shadow Blade Slinger is is going to be pretty key. <laughs> it's essentially their version of the Prize Plunderer, which is pretty incredible for him it's like can i fully can i extend my quest and also remove that's kind of what prize plunder is for it furthers your game plan and allows you to remove at the same time so yeah all right so that's that's our thoughts on the meta after the dead mind so mage why don't you tell us this week's poll question
1: All right, so we talked about a a new meta, uh, a week old meta and under the guy, under the kind of specter of balance changes coming next week. So we have a poll question for this week. We want to know, were you surprised to see a nerf announcement so soon after the mini set launch? I think I was, if, if I'm being honest. I didn't feel like there was necessarily anything coming, but uh, we want to know from you. Poll answers are pretty straightforward. Yes, no, not sure. And we will talk about uh, the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter
0: at Dr. 3HS. Follow our top pin tweet to take you to our Discord. Um, And you can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. You can find myself on Twitter and Twitch at Daring Alkaline. Dragonrider, where can the folks find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, over on both Twitch and YouTube, D K. And talking all about mercenaries every week over at the Spirit Healer Podcast.
1: Mage, take us home. Uh, you can find me on twitter talking about hearthstone and all its game modes along with random other things at Death. thank
0: you guys for tuning in and listening to our chat on the dead minds and as always you've been listening to doctor three
1: it's a happy, happy 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 birthday happy happy birthday early boom